Welcome back to Teaching the Unteachables, where we dive into teaching and learning methodologies for professionals like you. This episode brought to you by Regal Rexner Gentech Motors, the leading brand in electronically commutated motor technology. Learn more at regalrexnord.com. All right. Well, hello once again. Thank you all for joining Did You Know? Last month, we had the opportunity to hang out with Chris Mahalley from Regal Rexner. Chris, how are you doing today again? Doing great. Happy holidays. Absolutely. Getting real close. Boy, we're getting excited, getting busy, getting ready for a break. And <laughs> ready for the break. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. So we spent a lot of time talking about ECM constant airflow, our true variable speed ECM motors, and they are quickly gaining popularity in the industry. But they're not the most popular ECM motor out there, at least what I see out in the field. So today we're going to be spending some time with the constant airflows cousin, constant torque. Very similar, but boy, they have some different command controls. So Chris, thank you so much for joining us. And for those that missed last month's show, it is out there. We got the live version of it. Plus we've got the finished edited version as well on our YouTube channel, Esco Institute HVAC Excellence. So make sure to go check that out if you missed that one. And let's go ahead and dive on into this thing. And let's talk a little bit about constant torque ECM motors. Sounds good. We'll start right in with what you said there, constant torque, ECM, and their applications. So last time we talked about constant airflow motors, and they're mm -hmm. more applicable to the premium level HVAC systems. Constant torque motors are more applicable to the mid-tier and uh, lower tier systems. But as you're going to learn, there's some characteristics that cross over, uh, sure. which I think the audience might find kind of interesting. These are multi-tap motors. Majority of them are multi-tap motors. I have to I have to remember to change my teaching habits because the motors have changed in the last five years or so. Exactly. So the majority of them are multi-tap motors, very similar to a PSC motor, where if you want the motor to operate more or less airflow, you simply move to a higher uh, or a lower tap value. And they're also constant torque, as you already mentioned. And uh, as we did last time, we will delve into what constant torque really means, and uh, especially what it means to uh, airflow. These motors do perform very similar to a PSC motor, but uh, we'll show exactly how similar and what that means as far as making airflow selections and uh, diagnosing airflow performance issues. Yeah, absolutely. So what does multi-tap mean? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's, you know, what I've said already. Yeah. <laughs> fairly plain, <laughs> but, you know, just to, just, just to make sure. Yeah, manual uh, selections. That's really what we're talking about. It really, really is. So, you know, really the main difference between a constant torque ECM and a PSC motor is they both have speed taps. And it's funny because we, we, we call them speed taps, but even on a PSC motor, they were never speed taps. You know, you, when, on a PSC motor, when you want to make it multi-speed, you tap the winding in multiple places, right. and each tap gives you a different amount of torque. Each different amount of torque is going to give you a different amount of speed based on the load. Probably went a little too deep there, but so these... We, no, makes sense we, to me. <laughs> we, we call these speed taps, but really each tap has a programmed level of torque, um, and that level could be either a percent of maximum torque or an actual ounce feet of torque that, you know, and again, if I go to a higher torque level, I'm going to get more airflow, a lower torque level, I'm going to get less airflow, but 
uh, I'll, I'll default and go back to what the industry's comfortable with, and yep. we'll just call them speed taps. Speed taps. And they but, do. They look very similar. I mean, when we're talking about PSC motors, yeah. we had typically wires that were our selection, but on some of our manufacturers, we actually had plugs or sockets on the motor that yeah. was the tap From selection. Yeah. yeah. So when we look at our ECM constant torques, now we're going to see a similar type of plug. And so a lot of people are familiar, are familiar with that particular look, you know, when we're getting to the actual socket, we're going to go, oh, wow. All right. That's starting to look a little bit familiar to us, right? Well, what do they mean? You know, what are we doing with each one of these taps? So the main difference here, again, being an ECM is we provide line voltage to the motor continuously. You've got LGN, line ground neutral. The N uh, is stamped on all of our plugs, whether it's a 115 volt, 230 volt, 277 or 460 volt. It, it's always stamped as N. So the N changes meaning whether you're in a 115 volt motor it is actually neutral a 230 volt motor it's going to be l2 and so on and then the c of course is common so like the constant airflow motors we discussed last time around this motor is powered continuously with line voltage and it is the low voltage in this case 24 volts ac that actually energizes the speed taps tells the motor not only when to turn on but the tap that's energized tells the motor which torque level uh, to operate at. So the only other thing that I do want to cover, uh, make sure I cover at least once, I'm sure I'll say it again, because mm -hmm. I often repeat myself is on the OEM motors, you know, these speed taps are programmed. So the manufacturer of the appliance gets to program the torque value that goes into each one of those taps. And that's where, as we discuss later, you know, these, these motors look very simple at the onset, but then they can get a little bit more complex when you understand that every OEM can program them differently so they you know so tap one may not always be low speed and yeah. tap five may not always be high speed as just as an example yeah now i've ran into that before where they were you know opposing actually I had some that came from a manufacturer one time as a warranty replacement motor and i got some calls from the field hey these are not running at the correct speed and I'm like, what do you mean right and like uh, low is high and high is low and i'm like oh that could be an issue Yep, exactly. So, you know, the best recommendation I can give technicians is to really treat these motors just like you did a PSC motor. Go go to the door schematic or the unit manual where you'll find either the color chart like we did for PSC motors right. or in this case the uh, the number chart that tells you what, you know, each number represents as far as high, medium, low speed or other. Some manufacturers We'll actually label them as the heat tap or the cool tap or sure. you know electric strip heat or something like that. And of course, we'll have to con uh, confer with those manuals for our airflow because it's it's a constant torque motor. It does not main maintain airflow like the constant airflow motor. And of course, we'll get into that in a little mm -hmm. bit. So yeah. let's let's dive right into you know yeah. what makes the motor so different. So yeah. Almost all uh, constant torque motors built by us and our competitors use this same, and I, I like to use the word um, standard nine terminal block. Okay. Um, CLGN one two three four five. It comes up to nine. You got a you got a blank in the upper corner uh, next to N. Um, so I call it a standard nine terminal block. And it, so it, us and the competition build our motors with the very with the same block. Almost all of them are using twenty four volts AC to energize the speed taps. So what makes, them, what makes them different? If you look at the diagram that's on the screen, we see, and I'm using examples of how different manufacturers program the motors. Uh, this one programs the motor with tap one as low speed and tap five as high speed. Just like with a PSC motor, if I needed my IC heat is uh, connected to tap three, 
So if I wanted to increase my heating airflow, I would move the heat tap from three to four and I would get more airflow. Very simple. Mm-hmm. So Makes now sense. I'll give you another example. And if you didn't pay attention, I'll, sh- I'll tell you what changed here. It's like a Where's Waldo. Tap three didn't change, yeah. uh, but, but everything else did. Tap five is now low speed and tap one is now high speed. And to your point, if a technician is not paying attention to the speed taps, they may move them in the wrong direction, which, you know, obviously you can probably figure out if your amperage goes down and your airflow goes down, I probably went in the wrong, wrong direction. You can go the other way, but you know, it's just as easy to reference the schematic and know what you're talking about uh, when you're working on the unit. Right. This next one is going to give you even more reason to focus on that unit schematic. So, and this is, this is actually fairly common in um, single stage package units that okay. use constant torque motors. Sure. Because, of, and especially if they're all electric. So an all electric single stage package unit might use one speed for AC and electric strip, mm-hmm. uh, heat pump, AC, heat pump, uh, heat, and heat pump or, and electric strip. You know, it may use one speed for everything. And if it does, you know, it comes factory wired to that one speed. Now there's actually a, a high speed that I can choose here, but the the, the key to this, diagram is there are three taps on this motor that are not programmed they have no functionality so, so if i put 24 volts on tap three yeah totally the motor's right. not going to run okay absolutely that makes sense so it depends on how it was programmed from the manufacturer no program absolutely. no run absolutely so if i'm used to working on systems that look more like the previous one uh or you know previous either either one i might think that going up to tap three is going to give me more airflow the motor shuts off And then I'm wondering, well, do I have a bad motor? Because I don't know enough about constant torque motors. So this is really more, probably more important for diagnostics, but also important for that technician that shows up on the job. They've got a frozen coil or a trip limit and they move to it inadvertently. Uh, Again, package systems common, split systems very uncommon to have unprogrammed taps, but they inadvertently move to a tap that has no program in it, motor shuts off. I mean, I myself, if I didn't know better, would think, yeah. Something wrong with the motor. Bad, that, bad motor. That, that would be the call that would come right, in. Right. That yeah. tap's not working. So uh, that is a fantastic. If we get anything from this entire program, that is some super good information. <laughs> All right. So here's another example. Um, and this is pretty common uh, in air handlers from yeah. one manufacturer. I'm not going to say who the manufacturer is. You see a low, medium, and high. And, you know, if a manufacturer programs all five, whether the program tap one is low or tap five, uh, tap one is high, you know, tap three stays the same. It's medium. And it, it, you might start getting the, the mentality that, well, the middle of the motor is always going to be medium. Well, hmm. that's not the case. If you look at this oh. particular air handler where they did low, medium and high and one, two and three, and then they put tap four as the dedicated uh, electric strip tap and then C manual for tap five, which my joke is, in, in class is always, well, that tap's never going to get used because the manual's never going to be left. Yeah, on they the actually have site. to open the manual to read this one and know what it is. <laughs> well, not picking on the technician that's currently on the job, but not a lot of manuals right. stay on the job site. So. Exactly. We're talking uh, to the technicians that don't read manuals. We're just encouraging them. Everybody else does. And we're so uh, glad that you do. That's so this is my cue to throw out the RTFM, read the full manual. Full manual, man. Those are some examples of the most widely format that constant torque motors are used in. Okay, not very uh, many. The five taps are 24 volts AC activated. The 24 volts AC turns the motor on. It uh, The tap selection determines how much torque it puts out. 
the manufacturer that programmed the motor tells you if it's low, medium, high speed, and away you go. Very, very simple motor. Funny that you mentioned earlier, you know, PSC motors having terminal blocks. In the past five, 10 years, there's another uh, competitor of mine that puts out a constant torque motor that looks like a PSC motor. It looks like a PSC replacement. That's actually, and I'm sorry for always pointing that way. I've got it on no, my screen here. That's right. <laughs> that is actually a constant torque motor with just leads, no I'll plug. Sure. Um, it has the same line, ground, neutral, common Still has wires, wired the same and then way it has as five 24-volt wires for okay. its speed taps. So very, very similar and, and also very widely used by, by one manufacturer. Yeah. Um, we, we put out a new motor recently called the um, Ensight motor, where we changed the plugs. We, ch we went from the standard nine terminal plug to two different plugs. And uh, that was released primarily f in uh, 115 volt motors uh, okay. for the fossil fuel market. Um, so I'll talk about that in a little bit. And then there's also two, not now two um, uh, communicated modes for constant torque motors. Uh, one of those communicated modes is called PWM and one is called nine speed. And technicians that, uh, you know, are paying attention to the manuals or the schematics are probably already seeing these because they've been out for quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm starting to get, I do tech support for us. So I'm starting to get more and more questions on these. So I'm recognizing that the awareness has, has grown on these motors. You know, the manufacturers will, will take one of our motors, a, a technology that's new to the industry, they'll use it and it'll take technicians a while to actually notice that something something's you know, different in the appliance. So yeah. some of these have been around for a while and I'll talk about that when we get to them. Sure. Um, but, but that's that. So that's the evolution of constant torque in one in one screen. In a nutshell. Will. Yeah. Right. Again, 90 plus percent of what's out there is that standard nine terminal with the uh, 24 volt speed taps. You've got some still using um, wires only. And then you've got a couple of new with new terminals and PWM and nine speed. So let's dive right into unless you had something sure. to add. One little question. So yeah, a good comment, <laughs> yeah, good question came in from Ray about, you know, so how do you get the correct programmed motor for your application? One, you go with the OEM motor or you go with a replacement motor and you verify what your CFM ratings were on your OEM motor. And then you just look on your new motor. I could be wrong, but that's the experience that I've had with replacement motors. How would Regal uh, how would Gentech approach that one? Yep. No, you said it perfectly. If you want the exact motor that came out, you would have to go back to the manufacturer of that appliance, order it from their authorized distributor, buy the model number of the appliance to get the program motor that came out of it. But we do make generic motors that have all five taps programmed. Yeah. And it's very just like with replacing a uh, OEM PSC motor with a generic PSC motor, we can replace an OEM constant torque motor with a generic constant torque motor that has five Same. speeds. Yeah. Uh, and as you said, I'm going to adjust my speeds until I get the correct airflow. I, you know, so since it came up now and we'll, we'll it'll come up later again, oh, okay. you know, so I often get asked, well, I like to go back with OEM motors because then I know all I have to do is plug it in and I'm done. I don't have to measure airflow because, you know, I put the OEM motor back in and my, my contest for that is, well, what if the, when the system was first installed, what if no one ever measured airflow and adjusted the speeds to set it up properly on day one? And then I get the well uh, and the gosh golly and the kick in the rocks. And, mm -hmm. and then I take it a step further and say, now I'm really going to blow your mind. These are constant torque motors. What if the static pressure today is different than the static pressure that it was on day one, yeah. even if it was set up properly? If my static pressure is different today, then my airflow is different today. And yeah. I still 
have to measure airflow. So bottom line is you're going to have to measure airflow, whether you're putting the OEM motor back in or a universal motor back in. So really putting a universal motor back in isn't any more time than putting the OEM motor back in as long as you're following industry best practice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Jason Abjut from our team uh, says this all the time. He says compressors don't die, they're murdered. And it's kind of the same way with ECM motors. I you love know, that. <laughs> ECM motors don't typically die on their own. It takes a lot to kill one, but boy, they can easily be murdered if they're not set up properly and they have too much static pressure. And I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Yes, sir. So we'll uh, we'll move on to the first variation, if you will, which is what we call the Insight motor. Again, we launched this in uh, 2019 mm -hmm. uh, with the uh, 2019 fan efficiency regulation change. Uh, 115 volt only, but we, you know, it has two different plugs. But if you look at it really closely, it, it's the same motor as what oh, you're yeah. used to. You know, you got the nine terminal plug here, and I'm marrying it up to the the three the three terminal plug for line voltage and the sure. six terminal plug for low voltage. Different so, configuration, but yeah, yep, it's all there. Yep. And so, and so you're probably only going to see this if you're a technician in a fossil fuel market because mm. we have today we right. only make it in yes, 115 volt applications yep. um and which means it's you know it's it's fairly new to the industry as well because it's only about three years old well okay. almost yeah. four years old now right Com coming up on its birthday getting close there you go and this motor is uh, by the way also capable of the 24 volt um speed taps and also the pwm that we're going to talk about uh, oh. in just in just a minute okay so just a minute. How about next? Right. How about now? <laughs> and next. It's <laughs> pretty bad when I'm leading in myself. <laughs> That's so, perfect. Oh, um, PWM. And if you're not familiar with with the uh, acronym, it stands for pulse width modulation. And all it is is a it's it's a uh, uh, DC duty cycle. If I um, speed up the duty cycle, I'm asking the motor to operate uh, at a higher torque value. If I slow down the duty cycle, I'm asking the motor to operate at a slower duty cycle. So um, from a really fundamental standpoint, if I, if I think about the old RIA stats, you know, I turn them, I turn them up oh, and the motor yeah. goes faster or the light gets brighter. Mm -hmm. I turn them down mm -hmm. and the motor gets slower, goes slower mm -hmm. or the light gets dimmer. Um, with PWM, the OEM board has full control over the motor. Whatever, P if they send a really low PWM signal, they'll get a really low output out of the motor. If they send the highest, uh, if you know 100% PWM signal, they're going to mm -hmm. get maximum output of the motor. So they they literally have infinite speed control of the motor uh, in PWM. One thing that technicians can you know because again the manual is not often on the site, the schematic may not specifically spell out this is PWM. But one thing that technicians can note will notice and when the constant torque motors used in PWM is tap one and terminal C or sorry terminal one and terminal C are gonna be typically wired back to the board through a plug. On all of our 24 volt motors, the, the motor terminals are going back to heat taps, cool taps, fan taps, and if they're all wired, you know, park or unused taps. Uh, but in the case of PWM, what they're gonna find is it's not going back to a heat, a cool, a fan. It's just, it's going, it's it's going back to a dedicated plug because you're not meant to adjust that tap. You're meant to leave that yeah, alone. I don't want to put 24 volts AC on that thing. No, and it's not going to be 24 volts AC. The PWM mm -hmm. signal is created with DC voltage. DC. Um, so you'll have to, again, go into the manufacturer's manual to find out what that DC voltage is that relates to the PWM signal. And that signal determines the motor torque, uh, also determine, which determines the motor's output. So on a PWM controlled uh, motor, 
you're going to adjust your airflow with the dip switches. So you're, you know, here, so here we are, we talked about constant airflow last time around and how everything's gonna be set up with either dip switches or jumper pins or, you know, today's communicating thermostats, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna adjust the menu mm -hmm. selection. Now here we are with mm -hmm. constant torque motors and they're right back to that form of, you know, we use PWM communication and constant airflow yep. as well. And uh, now we've got constant torque motors using PWM and being controlled by the uh, dip switches on the board. And you're going to be at the National HVACR Education Conference this year, is that correct? I will. I'll be um, uh, teaching a class, and I will have a booth there to answer any questions you have. And bring your books with you if you want to get the uh, book signed by the author. I would love that. Uh, if you bring a book with you, we'll make sure that we have a book signing of authors while we're there. There you go. So hopefully to see you all at the National HVACR Education Conference. And we hope that you all come back next week and hang out with us. And next month, we're going to be back again with Chris. We're going to be talking about ECM condenser fan motors. And the following uh, month, we're going to actually dive into some more characteristics of ECMs with airflow. And maybe we'll tear some motors apart and dive a little deeper. So if you have some ECM questions, get them prepared. And Chris, thank you so much for hanging out with us once again. I enjoy diving into ECM motors and getting a better understanding of these newer technologies. Probably more fun than it should be. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I love it when I get the calls. I had so much fun on your show. And I, you, exactly. You had fun talking about motors. Do you realize that? I look forward to these shows. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to call it a wrap. We really appreciate everyone hanging in as long as you have. I know it's a lot of information and we really enjoy hanging out with you and being a part of this HVACR and building science community. And Chris Mahali, we will see you in a few weeks. Sounds day. good. I, I, I know it dates the show, but happy holidays to you and your families, everyone. Absolutely, everyone. Thank you so much. We'll see you later. Bye.